Welcome to this podcast series Transform Your Life by Understanding Bhagavad Gita. This is your host Dr. Sanjeev Haribhakti and I'm here not just because I am a surgeon by profession but because I am a student of Vedanta since 2008 with the blessings of my teacher Guru Ma Samananda Saraswati ji at Samadarshan Ashram. Om Shri Paramatmane Namaha The seventh adhyay is the union with the divine knowledge and its realization the gnana vignana yoga. This adhyay deals with devotion bhakti to have the highest love and reverence for the almighty. Faith is the essence of devotion and the path of devotion bhakti yoga is an important means sadhana for attaining the knowledge. The first verse of the 7th adhyaya starts with words of Krishna. Shri Bhagavan Uvacha Maya Sattamanah Partha Yogam Yunjan Madashrayaha Krishna says, O Arjun, attach to me with your mind and continue to perform yoga sadhana with an attitude of surrender to me. And listen to this, there is no doubt that you will know me completely bhagwan says mam samagram gnasyasi you will know me completely in all respects krishna who talks about detachment as a central goal in bhagavad gita is telling arjuna to attach to him with his mind mai asakta manaha when krishna says you will know me in all respects it means he will know we will know him in all different forms of the one divine including ishvara in a form saguna sakar swarupa ishvara as a material and the instrumental cause for the universe the bhinna nimitta upadana karana ishvara and the formless divinity the nirguna nirakar brahma chaitanya krishna praises the knowledge of the brahman in the next verse the highest knowledge he says i shall tell you the knowledge of the divine gnanam savignanam he says gnanam means the paroksha gnan and savignana means the assimilated knowledge of the self that is the aparoksha gnana in totality he says yajgnatva by knowing which there is nothing more to be known in this world krishna pages to tell arjuna the divine knowledge and its realization gnana and vignana krishna reveals the highest knowledge which is described in the upanishad the epitome of the knowledge of the vedant that there is only one divinity in this existence sarvam kalvidam brahma everything and every being is just divine and one with the divine it is important to convert the divine knowledge gnana into realization vignana as only the assimilated knowledge bears its fruits this assimilation is possible by spiritual practices the adhyatmic sadhana which is uncommon as it requires a lot of dedication and discipline therefore krishna says manushyanam sahasreshu kashchid yatati siddhaye out of thousands of human beings only a few makes efforts to reach their goal yatatam api siddhanam kashchit mam vetti tatvatah and out of those who make efforts only a rare few know me in reality krishna shows the rarity of the self knowledge atmagnana because a journey for creating the eligibility for awakening and then actually persisting with the passion patience and persistence on the right path is not conducive for most humans scriptures tell us that the purpose of human life is to know the true nature of our self atmagnana this should become our priority 
so that we make the best use of time in life to move towards this goal. Therefore, human life is considered invaluable and rare. Even the spiritual journey to change our attitudes and beliefs is not easy. It's a durlabh yatra. To understand the divine, Krishna starts the description of the prakriti or the nature or the creation, which is the manifestation of the divine. He says, this is my eightfold prakriti, itiyam bhinna me ashtada prakriti. Or nature, he says, which one? Bhumi apa anala vayu kham. The five great elements, the earth, water, fire, air and space. And then he says, mana buddhi evacha ahankara. Mind, intellect and the ego, which are part of the sukshma pancha mahabhuta. And this eight, the five great elements and the three other uh, buddhi, mana and ahankara, they all form the eightfold prakriti of the Ishvara. He says, this is my divine nature. And then he says, this eightfold prakriti is the upper or the lower nature. And there is another prakriti, which is the higher, the para prakriti. Which one is the Jiva Bhuta Mahabaho, which is in the form of the Jiva or the consciousness, the Chetana, Yaya Idam Jagat Dharyate, which is the foundation, the Adishtana, which upholds this universe and this creation. To know the unknown is difficult for all of us. Thus, to know the unknown, first we should start from properly knowing the known. So, to understand the divinity which is unknown to us, we need to start understanding the creation which is known to us. The scriptures use this process apart from many other processes to understand the divine. We can start seeing divinity and all that we can see in the creation, the karya, and then think of the cause, the karana, and finally we will be able to reach to the divine by the process called laya prakriya. An ignorant person, jiva, does not know this reality, while the wise man knows this reality and therefore is one with the divine. In the next verse, Krishna says the material cause of the creation is Ishwara. He says, Iti upadharaya, decide firmly that etadyonini sarvani bhutani, all the beings are born from my womb, this prakriti, the nature. Aham krutsnasya jagataha prabhava pralayastatha. He says, I am the cause for the origin and the dissolution of the entire universe. After describing the prakriti, Krishna says the creation is the same as the creator. All the philosophies in the world believe that God is the creator of this creation. He is the instrumental cause, the nimitta karana of the creation, just as a potter who creates a pot. However, it is only the Sanatana Vedic Dharma which says that God is not just the instrumental cause of the creation, but also the material cause, the upadana karana of the creation. That means Ishwara is not just the creator, but also is part of the creation just as the clay is the material cause of the pot. As both these roles are played by one Ishwara, he is called the Abhinna Nimitta Upadana Karana and that is how Ishwara is defined in scriptures. Krishna says, I am woven in this universe everywhere at all times. He says, Matta Parataram Nanyat Kinchedapiyasti There is nothing more to be known than me. Idam Sarvam Mai Protam This entire creation the seen world, the subtle world, everything is woven in me. Sutre Manigana Eva. Just like all the beads of different shape, size are beaded on a string. Similarly, the universe is a beautiful creation. Our vision normally is in this world, is always on the names and forms. But we, don't, we do not see the one thread that binds all the beads. 
Krishna says, just as all the colorful beads are bound in a string, all the names and forms of this universe are upheld by the thread of the divinity. Sutre Manigana Iva, he says. Krishna calls behind all the names and forms. He says, hey, see me, I'm everywhere. It is we who need to change the vision, to see one thread on which all the beads are beaded. That is why detachment from the material world, Vairagya, is so important to understand divinity. In the next four shloka, Ishwara shows his few manifestations, Vibhuti Darshana, which can help us to start divinity, seeing divinity somewhere. He shows how I am everywhere by showing him, showing us that he is, he is at least at some places. He says, in water I am the taste, in sun and the moon I am the glow, in all the Vedas I am Omkara, in space I am the words, in all humans I am the power of efforts, I am the pious smell of the earth and I am the light of the fire. Jeevanam Sarvabhuteshu, I am the life force of all the beings and I am the penance of the ascetic. The divinity is everywhere. We need to start seeing Ishwara somewhere. And that is the purpose of showing his manifestations, Vibhuti, to describe God's own splendor so that we can feel God everywhere. Sarvatra Bhagavad Bhava. Then Bhagavan says, with this Sanatanam, know me always that the Bijam Mam Sarvabhutanam, I am the source of all the beings. Buddhi Buddhir Matamasmi, I am the intellect of all the intelligent. Tejas Tejas Vinamaham, I am the glory behind all the brilliant people. Humans should not have any pride of their own qualities and we should also not boast of our success. God, rem God reminds us all the time that all these attributes or power comes from only one source and we happen to be the manifestation of that life force. All our energies come from the divine. Even in the Prakriti made up of the five elements, he is the foundation of all. No one can survive without water for a few days or even without air for more than a few moments. All these have been given to us for our survival. Thus, since the Vedic times, all the nature and its elements were considered divine and worshipped. Then he says, Balam Balavatamaham, I am the strength of the strong who are devoid of desires and attachments and I am the desire of people who are on the righteous path. All the worldly objects, Bhagavan says, comprise of the three gunas, sattva, rajas and tamas. Matta eva iti tan vidhi, know that they all arise from me. Natu teham teshu temai, I am not in them. Krishna shows the oneness of the cause and the effect, the karya and the karana. He says the entire prakriti, which comprises of the three gunas, the trigunatmika jagata, the sattva, rajas and the tamas, they arise from the divine. All the people are part of prakriti and comprise of the three gunas and therefore show all the differences in their behavior, habits and actions. All the attributes, the gunas, like the self-restraint, shama, dhamma, peace, desires, the greed, sleepiness, laziness, etc. All these arise from these three gunas. Materially, each one of us is different, while our foundation of all is the same. Krishna says that the entire universal creation arises from Him and is dependent on Him, while He is not dependent on the creation. Ishwara is the independent principle, is the only energy, swasatta, that energizes the creation and is the eternal reality, satya. On the other hand, the creation, the jagata, is dependent, it is paradhina for all its energies, it is paratantra on the insentient, parasatta, and therefore is not the truth or is only transient and illusionary, as it is called as mithya. The question is, if Ishwara is omnipresent everywhere, why can't people see or know the divine? Krishna answers in the next verse and shows his original, unmanifest, eternal, transcendental nature. 
it says in this world of three gunas all the beings are deluded by these three gunas na abhijanati therefore they don't know me mam ebhya paramam avyaya my real nature my real swarupa which is param and avyaya which is eternal indestructible the material world comprises of the three gunas krishna says due to the attachment to these three gunas all the beings are deluded and they can't see the reality they don't know me he says mohitam na bhi janati due to the delusion the moha which is created by the attachments to the material world of the three gunas and the delusion more does not allow us to have a true vision the original truth of the divine is it is eternal and changeless bhagwan says mam param avyayam which is above the three gunas unless we attempt to rise above this material world to transcend the three gunas we shall not be able to perceive the divine most of the people are so attached to see the names and forms that they miss the glimpse of the divinity hiding behind this dance of the matter that is why we are unable to see the divine who is omnipresent and everywhere sarvatra ishwara in our life also we fail to appreciate the foundation of what is unchanging behind all that keeps changing our concentration is only on the one that keeps changing for example while reading a book we see the letters and not the white page on which the letters are written and while seeing a movie we see the moving objects but fail to appreciate the screen on which all this keeps happening and changing krishna in the next verse shows the problem precisely and also gives a solution to overcome the problem he says the jeev does not know me due to maya and shows how we can overcome maya to see the divine he says daivi hi esha gunamai this maya which is my own consisting of the three gunas mama maya duratyaya he says it is very difficult to understand and overcome but he also shows a solution he says mama eva ye prapadyante one who comes to my shelter maya te etam tarantite he gets across this maya so maya is the creative energy of the divine brahma which is the principle that enables attributeless brahman the supreme divinity to create this universe jagata consisting of the three gunas or attributes trigunatmika jagata this creative energy or power is god's own and is at the service of the brahman that's why it's called brahmashraya maya at the discretion of ishvara the creation arises with the union of the brahman and the maya this maya esha maya though cannot be seen can be experienced by us because this maya consists of three gunas gunamayi maya the universe from which it arises also consists of the same three gunas trigunatmika jagata krishna says to overcome maya is difficult but not impossible it requires tremendous efforts and hard work to end maya he says the only solution to end maya is to know the reality of our own self or self knowledge the atmagnana for this we need to do our best and surrender to the divine to have his grace mam eva ye prapadyante maya tam etam tarantite he says then only they can get across this ocean of maya the sansar sagara in life also there are a few examples how we can understand this phenomenon a fisherman goes fishing and spreads his net in the water for fishing only those fishes which are at the feet of the fisherman can be saved from the net and survive all the others are at the risk of getting caught in the net similarly in life one who accepts the surrender of the divine are able to be saved from the nuances of this world but most people get entangled in the different forms of the world and this is a function of maya to create this delusion it is this maya which manifests as all forms in the universe which is not the truth that's why it is called asat 
the universal truth the brahman the foundation and the master of the maya is unseen and that's why it's called sat it is only with this spiritual journey sadhana of the path of good deeds the karma yoga the path of devotion the bhakti yoga with faith and reverence in the god which will bring the grace of the ishwara krupa to have this understanding and knowledge of the divine the gnana and only those who take the shelter of the ishwara is able to get free from the power of the maya another example is of a magician who cast his spell on the audience the maya jal the magician is the only person who knows the secret of his magic if you also want to know the secret of his magic we have to go and surrender to him and requestfully ask him to disclose his magical tricks ishwara is the biggest magician who has cast a spell in which all are deluded and are unable to see the reality if we want to understand it and get over it we need to go to his shelter attached to him and devote to him thus the devotional path to the divine is considered to be a very powerful means to progress on the spiritual path what happens to those who do not take his shelter bhagwan says namam prapadhyante those who don't take my shelter people like dushkrutinah those who are involved in unrighteous activities muda those who are deluded with emotions naradhamah those who live an animal life mayaya apahat gnana those whose knowledge and intellect is hidden by delusions asuram bhavam ashritah and those who take shelter of the negative emotions those people are unable to know him in this universe taking the shelter of the divine essentially means that doing our best efforts in life by seeing his grace in every moment and every situation of life surrendering our pride while doing all our work we can remember and connect to ishwara by chanting his name when we get the results of our actions we are able to accept this with his grace and complete acceptance just mechanically praying to the divine or physically prostrating to the divine is not surrender to the divine krishna is showing how a materialistic person lives in this world and does not surrender to the divine they have incessant desires for material possessions and also utilize all unrighteous means to amass their wealth power pride and possessions they are emotional and do not use their intellect appropriately for making wise decisions in their life they have many vices such as anger attachments and others with which they deteriorate in their life in terms of spiritual progress not in terms of material progress they have a deluded vision and give utmost importance to worldly affairs and are unable to see the work of the divine krishna is showing these obstacles and saying these words of caution so that we constantly try and make efforts to overcome these obstacles what are the different types of people who worship worship the ishwara bhagwan says chaturvidha bhajante mam there are four types of people or devotees who pray to me jana sukritun arjuna who arjuna those who are on the righteous path those who are on the virtuous path the first he says artha those who are in pains or miseries artharthi those who have desires of material wealth to be fulfilled jignasu those who desire to know the truth the knowledge and gnani the wise the selfless and uh, devotee devotion is performed by only those people who are on the path of dharma the righteous path they understand that the seen world cannot be the only truth and therefore they know that there is a creator behind this beautiful creation with this faith they devote to the divine by their own understanding each being is different and according to their own understanding will devote to the divine most devotees remember ishwara when they are in pain or difficulties they pray to god to help them and to get them over the difficult part of their lives there may be some monetary loss some disease or pains relationship issues or exams 
the students will pray to almighty for better results or outcomes these kind of devotees are called artha bhakta who worship only during their difficulties the second type of devotees are the ones who remember the god when they have some desires to be fulfilled it could be meeting their near dear ones or their desires for material possessions or completing their responsibilities as children or parents these devotees are called artharthi those who devote to fulfill material desires the third kind of devotee is the one who desire is to know the truth it is not just a material desire but the desire to know the divine the reality of the existence he or she wants to have the divine knowledge and desires to become free from the chains of worldly bondage such a devotee is called jignasu and the final type of the devotee is the one who already has the divine knowledge is a gnani has obtained this through the spiritual journey and now devotes to the god with this understanding he or she has no such desires of material possessions and worships the god out of love and respect for the god arjuna must have thought who is the best of all these four devotees krishna says the wise person who devotes to me the gnani bhakta is the best of all these four devotees tesham gnani nitya yuktah of out of all these four the wise or the gnani is special because he is constantly connected to me ek bhaktir vishishyate his devotion is with a lot of commitment to the one divine and bhagwan says that the wise devotes devotee loves me so much and that devotee is also very dear to me bhagwan also loves the wise devotee the gnani bhakta very much krishna says the person who has divine knowledge and then devotes to me is the best of all because they are connected to divine constantly not just during the needs their worship is with commitment discipline and constant dedication they have immense love for ishwara and they worship the divine out of this love going a step ahead krishna says the wise man and me are not different we are one arjuna must have thought am i not dear to you bhagwan krishna says no 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 all these four sudara sarva evaite all these four de- types of devotees are very great but gnani atmeva me matam but wise is my own self is one with me and because he is yuktatma he is who has a control over his sense mind and intellect and mam eva anuttamam gati mastitah and the wise is firmly established in my supreme self he is one with the divine so krishna says all devotees are good they are all the same bhagwan does not discriminate between his devotees however out of all the four of them he says one who is selfless and worships me with a still mind with a right understanding this wise person is dearest to krishna god loves selflessness and the selfless love is the highest love as there is no expectation for any return how can i become wise and a devotee who can be loved by none other than ishwara bhagwan says the enlightened wise are rare indeed bahu naam janmanam ante he says after end of many many births of spiritual journey gnanavan maam prapadyate the aspirant or the seeker becomes wise and attains me vasudeva sarvamiti by knowing everything is krishna everything is divine everything is ishwar everything is god samahatma sudurlabah such is a very rare and a great human being The spiritual practice is sadhana takes many many births to reach perfection the final goal is to have the true knowledge of the self atma gnana the divinity brahma gnana and to know that there is just one divinity aikya gnana that knowledge is the knowing that there is only one divinity vasudeva sarvamiti which manifests as many different manifestations in the universe the final knowledge is that everything is god everything is divine vedant says that by negating all that is not the truth neti neti and by accepting what is unchanging vyatirek anvaya 
vyapti it is called in scriptures one can reach to the divinity or brahma the highest principle of vedanta is everything is divine sarvam kalavidam brahma that everything is god vasudeva sarvamiti is the ultimate goal of human life and this knowledge is the climax of devotion this knowledge can be fructified after many births bahu naam janma namante and this is a long journey birth after birth as progress happens slowly it is difficult to change our strong conditioning but the good news is that such practice is only possible in the human birth where we can utilize all our good virtues our sadguna for our upliftment uddhar the circumstances that creates pain and difficulties are actually wake up calls for us the journey comes to an end when i know my true self by the assimilated knowledge the aparoksha gyan with is without any doubts sanshaya or opposite impressions viparyaya such a great man who has this wisdom are indeed rare sah mahatma sudurlabha bhagwan says for the one to reach this goal to become one with the all pervading divinity is rare and guruma says that one who keeps trying it is not impossible it is sulabha to reach the goal isn't it a great paradox that though everything is divine still i can't see divinity anywhere except maybe in the place of worship krishna gives the reasons and he says kama istesteyrata gnana by incessant desires the self knowledge is hidden prabadhyante anya devataha they pray to many other deities according to their own nature and follow many rituals and rules it is our attachments to the material world and our inner incompleteness that we have our incessant desires vishaya kamna for self fulfillment these desires come up due to our incorrect sense of self and the inner dissatisfaction for our self if we analyze the root cause it is the unawareness or ignorance of our own self for fulfilling these desires people pray to different deities according to their faith and also follow many rituals given in the scriptures the cycle of desires lead to actions for fulfillment and enjoyment of the fruits and which creates impressions which creates more desires and this cycle keeps going on and on to transcend these desires we need to think wisely viveka and give adequate thought vichara to each of our desires whether they are genuine whether they are need based and whether they are worth fulfilling we need to decide our priorities which are important in life we need to fulfill those desires which are important to fulfill our goals and this solution is like a symptomatic treatment rather than treating the root cause which is ignorance krishna says these desires which arise out of ignorance of ourselves hides our true self our kama istheste rutagnana he says how does god help us in fulfilling our desires bhagwan says those who worship the deities with the form with faith for fulfilling the desires he says i strengthen their faith by giving them the desired results with faith these people worship different deities and those deities fulfill their desires and i am the person who gives them the due fruits of their actions ishwar is the giver of the fruits of all our actions is karma phala data and we commonly pray to deities for fulfilling our desires when we get the desired results we consider the grace of the deity this strengthens our faith in the deities and we continue worshiping them with renewed vigor in essence it is the grace of ishwara that this system of different deities has been created to maintain the harmony in the universe god is also the observer the karmadhyaksha of all our actions in thoughts words and physical activity all that we get as results is due to the grace of the divine as truly bhagwan himself says i am the bestower of all the fruits of actions karma phala data while we worship different forms of god as idol 
It is in essence the worship of the divine as we see the Ishwara in the idol. It is not just idol worship, but it is a worship of the divinity in the idol. Krishna shows the difference of worship to deities and Ishwara. He says those with less intellect get limited fruits. Those who worship the devtas, they attain those devtas. Whereas those who worship me, they attain me. And the fruits of attaining the divine are immense. Attaining the supreme self of the divine means unlimited happiness, peace and freedom from all our false identifications and liberation from the cycle of birth and death. God has many, many forms and therefore worshipping God in any form is okay. We reap what we sow. Most people are not aware of the real essence of the divinity. and We generally believe that God exists in just forms or incarnations and lives in the places of worship only. Therefore, Krishna mentions the essence of the divine, his true self and how do people with a limited intellect understand the divine. So who is God and what is the true divinity? Bhagavan Krishna says in the next verse, he says, Abuddhayaha those with very limited intellect, Mam avyaktam, though I am unmanifest by nature, vyaktim apannam manyate, they believe that I have a human form, param bhavama ajananto, they don't know my real essence, Mam anuvyayam uttamam, he says, I am changeless and I have the highest form. Krishna says how ordinary people understand Ishwar. Most people believe that God is having a form, lives in a place of worship or in heaven and that is how they transact with the divine. That is how they worship the divine by visiting places of pilgrimage and also having an idol worship at home. God with the form is one of the manifestations of the divine, is not the true nature of the divine. This understanding is only of the people who do not think beyond the ordinary beliefs. A few others will believe that God is the creator of the universe and that he is the creative energy of the nature. They believe that God is unmanifest in nature, avyakta, or will incarnate to have a form as his manifestation. These are the people who understood the divine in a better way and are thus able to see divinity beyond the confines of the places of worship and also connect to the divine in their daily life. But there are very few rare individuals after undergoing the spiritual discipline according to the scriptural injunctions would understand the true nature of the divine as unmanifest, avyakta and formless, nirakara, without any attributes or characteristics, nirguna, who cannot be known by senses, mind and the intellect. This formless, all-pervading divinity is changeless, avyaya, as the foundation, atishthana, of everything that keeps changing in this world. The divine is unborn, ajara, and immortal, amara. This highest form, anuttama, can be perceived as a Satchit and Ananda Swarupa. Sat is a truth which remains always the same in the trinity of the past, present and the future. Trikala Bhadita, Sat. Sat also means it is the only life force, the Satta in existence, which illuminates its own self, Swasatta, as well as everything else, Parasatta. Chit is the all-knower consciousness, that is the nature of the divinity, whereas Ananda is the bliss form of our own self, and the divine that we can perceive when we go deep within us. This divinity manifests as a true nature, Atma Swarupa of all beings, Jiva, and is one with them. This divinity also pervades as unmanifest avyakta in all the worldly objects, Jagata, and is the reality of the divine Ishwara. Why and how are you hidden? Can someone know you truly? Bhagavan says, Naham Prakasha Sarvasya, I do not manifest to all. Yoga Maya Samavrutaha, as I am hidden by the creative energy of the Yoga Maya. 
Nuroyam Nabijanati says, those deluded do not know me. Maam Ajam Avyayam, I am eternal, unborn and indestructible. Krishna describes his true essence of his own identity, his divinity. He says he's unborn, he's changeless, he's the foundation of this universe. And this changeless divinity is the essence of the existence. And this is the true divine knowledge of the unity, Aikya Gnana. The essence of the tattva behind all these three is one. The unmanifest God manifests as all these three. This knowledge of Vaikya Gnana is the true knowledge of Vedanta and Upanishad. Why is it that we don't understand or know this reality or the truth of the existence? Guruma teaches us that it is due to the firm impressions of the bodily identification, our Deha Sakti. We do not understand the reality of our own self, the Jiva. Due to firm impressions of the differences in the divinity, the Bheda Buddhi, we are not able to perceive the reality of the Divine, Ishwara. And due to firm impressions of the attachments with the worldly objects, Vishaya Sakti, we are not able to see the divinity in the universe, Jagata. Krishna says, I am the all-knower, the Sarvagnya, as Ishwara. He says, O Arjuna, I am the knower of the past, present and the future of all the beings. Maam tu Vedana Kashana, but no one knows me, though I know everything. When Krishna says, I know everything, Aham Sarvam Veda, helps us to understand that Ishwara is the only all-knower, Sarvagnya, while Jiva knows very little, Alpagnya. Still, we keep asking a lot of questions at each of the life situations. Why this happened to me? and why I have to go and I have to suffer. We do not understand the law of karma and therefore such questions are out of place. We need to accept what comes to us and do our best to wriggle out of the situation. Devotion to Ishwara Bhakti is love for God. The various stages of devotion are firstly to see God in a form as an idol, then to see God as an instrumental cause and the material cause of the universe and later to switch our perception of the divinity from the form God Sakara Swarupa to the formless God, the Nirakara Chaitanya and finally to realize that I am not separate from the divine, I am Atma Chaitanya which is the knowledge of oneness, the Aikya Jnana. So devotion, bhakti with love, surrender, Sharanagati is a true knowledge and that is the true Jnana. Why people don't know me? What are the obstacles? Bhagavan Krishna says, Icha Dvesha Samuthena, the desires and the Raga Dvesha, Dvandva Mohena, which are creates the delusion due to the duality. Sarva Bhutani Sammahon Sargeyanti, all the beings are thoroughly deluded since their birth. Krishna repeatedly emphasizes that our strong likes and dislikes, our Raga Dvesha, are the main cause of all the maladies that we face in this world. The root cause of this is the ignorance of our real self. The main obstacle to our progress is in life are these likes and dislikes which create the delusion moha in the world. This world is full of all the dualities, dvandva, such as the likes and dislikes, the raga and the dvesha. They are powerful and they create our automated responses. The outer dualities like the day, night, the heat and cold are transient. And our labels like good, bad, success, failure, profit, loss, praise, criticism creates the pleasure and pain the Sukha Dukha, and this cycle goes on and on. All our actions and behaviors are colored with these strong likes and dislikes, the Raga Dvesha. This leads to our insistence, compulsive and obsessive behavior and tendency to control others. There are very few rare people who with their awareness are able to rise above these strong likes and dislikes and the automated responses. They are able to wisely choose their responses and become eligible to progress on the path to attain the Divine. Who is eligible to attain me? Bhagavan says, Yesham tu antakatam papam. Those whose sins have ended 
and jananam punya karmanam those who do virtuous actions good deeds te dwandva mohan nirmukta those their delusion created by duality is destroyed bhajante mam dradah prataha and they worship me with the firm affirmation so good values sadguna helps us to create virtues in life and helps us to create selfless karma for helping others jananam punya karmanam i need to take a firm decision to determine my life goals and strive for efforts in the right direction even during the ups and downs of life we should fear god while doing any unrighteous actions as a big boss is always watching us all that is happening as a karma adhyaksha just like a surveillance video camera keeps recording everything that happens prayer invokes the divine powers and thus we should resort to this powerful tool often love for god inspires devotion for the divine we need to strive to keep balance control over our senses mind and intellect regular satsang listening to scriptures is important to change our thoughts and is a powerful means for inner change coming to the end of the seventh adhyaya krishna describes those who are eligible for the attaining the highest goal of the human life he says one who comes to my shelter and puts efforts on the spiritual path jara marana mokshaya i deliver them from old age death to attain immortality te brahma tad viduhu they know me as brahman krutsnam adhyatmam which is complete and also the substratum of the jiva as atman karma chakilam and also the essence of the actions the final goal is to know one tattva that pervades ishwara jagadish all the beings jiva and this universe jagata fear of old age and death is the root cause of all the fears old age is unavoidable and creates helplessness and many limitations and thus is not easily acceptable to many both old age and death are of the body not my true reality all the changes vikara happen in the my body not in me only spirituality can change this attitude that life can be a celebration and death can be even more be a peaceful acceptable and also can be celebrated both our own efforts and grace of the divine are important till we know the original self brahman brahma tad viduhu now in the final verse of the seventh adhyaya krishna mentions some new words which forms the basis of the seven questions of arjuna in which with which the eighth adhyaya begins ye vidu mam one who knows me as adibhuta as the cause of the seen world the stula jagata adidaivam as a substratum of the subtle world governed by the devtas the sukshma jagata and adiyagnam as source of all yagnas and karmas as a karma phala data prayana kale cha api even while during the end time at the time of death mam te vidu yukta chetasaha those accomplished minds will know me as the divinity krishna shows a vision to arjuna where he can see divinity everywhere what is the correct vision krishna says that ishwara is not the creator just the creator but also manifest himself as a creation as an upadan karana upanishad says that ishwara created this creation and then entered the creation to uphold the creation ishwara pervades the entire seen world the stula jagata as adibhuta as a substratum adhisthana of the universe jagata as all the beings ishwara also is the basis of the entire subtle world the sukshma jagata where ishwara himself has created the system of each of the devtas adidaivam who have been given their individual responsibility and the entire universe works accordingly like a yagna all the yagna that happens in the universe is due to karma and as a source of all the yagnas adiyagnam he is the giver of all the fruits of all the actions karma phala data to each individuals according to their own karmas according to the law of karma and karma phala 
and this is a true vision of the accomplished yogi or the wise man gnani this is the true vision of the reality that there is only one divinity which appears to us in different forms and names in this world with this we come to the end of the seventh adhyaya om tat saditi श्रीमद् भगवद् गीतासु उपनिषत्सु ब्रह्मविद्यायाम योगशास्त्रे श्रीकृष्णार्जुन संवादे ज्ञानविज्ञानयोगो नाम सप्तमोध्यायः थैंक यू फॉर लिसनिंग टू दिस एपिसोड इन द सीरीज ट्रांसफॉर्म योर लाइफ बाय अंडरस्टैंडिंग ऑफ भगवद् गीता This is your host Sanjeev. Hope you have gained by the sharing. For more detailed understanding, please visit YouTube channel S Hari Bhakti. It's one word S H A R I B H A K T I where you will find multiple adhyaya videos arranged in respective playlists. Or you could join WhatsApp learning group, the Bhagavad Gita study group where we do a guided in-depth study of Bhagavad Gita. over one year period do send me an email request on s haribakti it's one word at the rate gmail.com so i can share a link for you to join this group thank you